Yo, sometimes life calls for a change. Not fake, just different. It'll show you a different way. And right now, I'm on to my different way. I can promise you this is the same span, but the reporting is over. I'd like to welcome you to the Mrs. Span Official Podcast. Let's go. Everybody, welcome to the Mr. Span official podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Span. This is episode number 15 of the show. And uh, yo, we are coming to you here live tonight on a, it's a Tuesday night, man. I normally never record on a Tuesday, but tonight's a special occasion, man. Tonight is a special occasion because tonight, tonight is your man Span's mama's birthday, y'all. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. My mother, Crystal Spann, would have been 63 years old today had she uh, won her battle with breast cancer. Uh, Unfortunately, my mother can't celebrate today, but we're going to celebrate on her behalf, man. Um, You know, today is normally a tough day for your boy. I ain't going to even front. I ain't going to even front. Normally, I'll be kind of fucked up on today. But um, I think that, like, knowing my mother the way that I knew my mother, um, you know, she was kind of the light for a lot of folks. Like, I, I, and I'm not even exaggerating, man. Like, my mother was like, yo, everybody's favorite person. Like, dead ass. I don't know what it was about her. And, like, no matter where she was, man, my mama was everybody's favorite person, man. No matter where we lived, no matter who I was dealing with, man, like, everybody loved my mama, man. Like, like even with family and shit, like, the whole shit, man. Things, I feel like things in my family would be a hell of a lot different if my mama was still here. That's how, that's like how how bright her, her star shone and shit like that right so in honor of that in honor of that man how dare i how dare i be sitting there here at home depressed and boohooing and crying and all that other shit when i know my mama right now if it was her birthday if she was here right now my mother would be on the card table talking cash shit busting somebody's ass in either spades bidwist or poker, because those are her games. You know what I'm saying? She'd have a, 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 a like a, a Pepsi. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that was her shit. Uh, she would, um, uh, shit. What was another? Oh, Grand Marnier. My love of Grand Marnier came from my mama, man. My mama used to love some Grand Marnier, man. Real talk. So, like, yo, I would, I, I would, I, I would do my mother a disservice to be here on this mic, all downtrodden and everything else, man. Nah, fuck that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy the fact. That I know my mama will be turning the fuck up right now for her birthday. So as a we're gonna do this again, goddammit. I am in fact Crystal's son. So um yeah, man, we're gonna um we're gonna celebrate her life, man. We're gonna um just not only just like celebrate her life, but I'm just gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm 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 in a good spot. 
right now, right? Like, your man span been going through some shit, you know, quite often lately, right? But I'm in a good spot right now. And so I feel as though I need to exude, exude that. But also, man, I feel as though my mother would have it no other way. So uh, for those of you who are, uh, you know, who haven't heard my voice for the last couple of weeks, man, my apologies. You know what I'm saying? You know, life be life in this shit. Your man be, you know, spam be working and whatnot. Um, I get to this mic when I can get to it, man. I swear to God I do. But, uh, yo, man, I know it's a lot of shit going on, and we're going to talk about those things. But first and foremost, man, we're going to celebrate the fact that, like, today is Crystal Span's 63rd birthday, man. Happy Heavenly Birthday, Mama. I love you. I hope you're proud of your boy, and I hope I do you, you get, like, justice every day when I'm out here, like, just trying to make it make my way in this world, man. Real talk. But, uh, yo, before we get into most of the show, I do have to remind you guys how to get in touch with us here at the Mr. Span Official Podcast and let your voice be heard. Go ahead and hit up that hotline at area code 313-288-0485. That's area code 313-288-0485. Leave us those voicemail messages, and, of course, those voicemail messages will get played here and responded to here live on the show. You can also email us here at feedback at thespanreport.com. That's feedback at thespanreport.com. Go ahead, leave us those emails, and, of course, those emails will get read here and replied to here live as well. Follow me on Twitter, Spill, and Threads at Mr. Underscore Span and Instagram. Shit, I'm Mr. Span everywhere, bro. Like, real talk. Mr. Underscore Span on Twitter, Spill, Threads, Instagram. Yeah, and, 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 and until, you know, well, I don't even know what they call it on Twitter no more. I think it's X or some shit like that. Whatever they call it on Twitter right now, I'm on that shit too. But I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on there, right? But, yo, everywhere else is Mr. Underscore Span, right? Also, on Facebook, man, follow the Mr. Span fan page. It's also Mr. Span over there as well. Also, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and or Spotify because I don't know. I think Stitcher is done. I think Stitcher is over. I think it's kaput. So if you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes and or Spotify, man, we really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that. Excuse me. doesn't cost you a dime. That's a couple minutes of your time to let everybody know why you're rocking with us over here at the Mr. Span official podcast. Also, um, wait, is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, man. Oh, no, no, no. That is not it. That is not it. Visit us at www. <laughs> Visit us at www.thespanreport.com. Uh, you can go there. You can watch replays of the show. You can vote in the polls when we decide to put those polls up. You can donate to the show as often as you like, as much as you like. And, of course, we really do appreciate every dime over here at the Mr. Span Official Podcast and the Span Report Podcast Network, man. Real talk. So, yeah, now we finally, we finally have the business out of the way, man. Real talk. But, uh. Yo, man, first things first, man, I really got to just kind of ask y'all, like, how y'all feeling this week, man? I hope y'all week have is is, is going okay, man. Um, it's been kind of hot, you know what I'm saying? It's been warm, you know, global warming. It's global warming and shit, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of toasty outside and shit like that. Oh, shit, we got spam in the goddamn chat already, man. Let me go ahead and get rid of this motherfucker. How do I, how do I block this user again? We're going to block this motherfucker here so he can no longer ever, ever, ever send us anything again because like no nigga why, what are you doing why, why would you do this to us man why would you do that to us man come on man we got things going on here but uh yeah man it's like the weather's been like weathering and shit you know what i'm saying and uh <laughs> it's uh it's, it's it's been hot in the motherfucker and for, for your boy you know for someone who works outside man you know it, it you know drink plenty of water drink plenty of water right but 
one thing that I have to talk to you guys about that I did I haven't had a chance to talk to you guys about uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks because it's been a it's been a week a few, a, a, at least a quarter it's been a couple of weeks since the last time I was on the mic right and uh, although we're celebrating my mom tonight you know what I'm saying and we lost my mother my mother was uh, 37 years old um, I gotta you know gotta get serious a little bit with y'all man I had a conversation with my doctor right a, a few weeks ago right. Um, so, you know, my job, man, you know, we got pretty decent health insurance and stuff like that, but in order to keep the health insurance at a reasonable rate, you know, they make you do the, the, the yearly health assessment, right? So you got to go get your physical and, uh, you know, they do the blood work and stuff like that. And so, um, while we were getting the blood work and whatnot, um, you know, doc, well, not even doc, doc didn't even call me. What happened was, (laughs) what had happened was, um, Someone from the hospital called and they were like, yeah, so Dr. Rana wants to uh, have a conversation with you. Uh, when's a good time to set up a call? And I'm like, yo, what's up? You know, what, 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 what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, you can't you can't just lay, like, lay no, no, no shit like that on me. Is it, is it serious? You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't be out here scheduling calls, man. Like, yo, if y'all got some shit to tell me, y'all need to be telling your boy right now now you know what i'm saying tell your boy right now i can't be out here like like, nah man you can't do that to me so they're like no no no. doc wants to talk to you just want to schedule a you know a video call with you and uh go over some of your uh some of the the results of your blood work and stuff like that i'm like all right man so i scheduled you know scheduled a call and whatnot and then i get on i get on the video call with my doctor and my doctor says well mr spam uh your numbers look good you know uh your, your blood pressure is good uh your weight has uh She's, she, your weight has kind of uh, plateaued because I had got up. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> so here's the deal. My weight has kind of fluctuated the last couple of years, man. Like I had at my heaviest, I was at like 225 pounds. And then um, I went, you know, I, I lost a lot of weight last year, man. I got down to like 169 pounds. I was looking kind of frail. And uh, when I went to the doctor the last time, I was back up to like 208. Right. So. Uh, she said your your weight is pretty much kind of plateaued, so you know two two o eight is probably like you know the heaviest I really should be, but then she said uh, I got some concerns about your cholesterol, right? She said your cholesterol is kind of high, Mrs. Span, and uh, we really need to do something to get your cholesterol under control because your cholesterol has always been high. However, your shit spiked. Now she didn't say your shit spiked, but yo my shit spiked, right? And um, so my doctor told me she said, listen. You got to cut out the fried foods. Now, y'all know. Now, y'all know your boy loves a good Popeye's eight-piece. <laughs> right? Give me an eight-piece Popeye's, man, with the red beans and rice. I would also get the Cajun rice before they got rid of the Cajun rice, but now I substitute that with the mashed potatoes and gravy or whatever. You know, I love going to Fresh Fish House and getting the catfish dinner, man, or the eight-piece you know, uh, whole wings, you know what I'm saying? With the French fries and the, in, in the nacho mama's, uh, seasoning and stuff like that, man. Like, yeah. Doc was like, yeah, you got to cut all that shit out, man. The seat, like the fried food, got to get it out. Got to get rid of it. If you go eat fish and chicken, it got to be either grilled or baked. I'm like, all right, shit. So I gotta, I gotta cut that out. And then she said, she said, you need to cut out the soda. Right. So like, um, one of the things I would do is, um, 
like in the mornings, man, when I would get ready to go to, go to work, man, I would have an, uh, I, I drink those Mountain Dew kickstarts, right, to try to get to wake up because I'm not a fucking morning person, right, and I'm not near a real good coffee shop by my house. It's the one thing that I have, it's the one beef I have of where I live. It's not a really good coffee shop, and I don't fuck with Tim Hortons, nothing against Tim Hortons. I just don't think they shit is good, right? <laughs> but it's not a good coffee shop, so I ended up, like, starting to drink, like, I would have, um, what's that, uh, two, I would have two kickstarts before I start work in the morning, right? Doc was like, yeah, you got to cut that out. Got to get rid of that. Okay, Doc. So then she said, um, yeah, red meat. Red meat. You can only have red meat probably one to three times a month. Yeah, man. One to three times a month. Now, you know, listen, man, I, 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 I love bacon. I love uh, uh, sausage. I love hamburgers, nigga. I like to to tell a nigga like me that I can't have red meat, but one to three times a month, nigga. It, it, like, 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 come on, man. Nigga. Come on, man. You can't do this to me, doc. You can't do this to me, right? So she said, I can't do that, right? She's like, ah, oh, shit. I'm like, okay, okay. So I can't have the red meat, but one to three times a month. I can't do the red, I can't do the like fried food. So that's cutting out like the fried chicken, the fried fish, the French fries. Nigga, I love French fries. You know what I'm saying? I can't do the soda. Then she told me, I can't do, I can't do chunky soups, man. They're not even the clam chowder, man. God damn. I can't do that either. I can't do that either. So I'm like, fuck. So essentially what I, and I had to, I, I had to like, just kind of break this down. I'm like, so basically doc, you telling me everything. And I mean, practically everything in my refrigerator and in my deep freezer, I can't have. And she was essentially like, yeah. <laughs> and like, so here's the deal, right? So before you take your blood tests or whatever, you're supposed to fast or whatnot. And I didn't necessarily like fast. The entire eight hours before I did my blood test, I had a goddamn Italian sub and shit. Because I was hungry, man. I was hungry. I had the Italian sub before my blood test, you know, because I had to eat something. I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right? And I asked Doc. I said, well, Doc, you know, could that Italian sub had like, you know, had a, you know, a, a dramatic effect on my numbers and stuff like that? She was like, well, it might have had, you know, somewhat of an effect. But like, no, this is like, you know over a sustained amount of time <laughs> right so basically like nah nigga it wasn't just the sub nigga you've been you've been eating foul for a long time and yo we got to do something about it so she told me i need to cut all that shit out then she told me if i'm gonna eat eggs nigga if i'm gonna eat eggs i gotta just have i gotta just have the egg whites nigga I don't know how y'all do it with just the egg whites, my dog. Like, real talk. Like, all the flavors in the yolk. Like, all the fl that's where all the flavor is at, man. So you telling me I got to scramble eggs with no yolk, nigga? Like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it, doc. I ain't you telling me I just got to get rid of eggs. And I love eggs, man. Oh, man, I love eggs. So basically, doc was like, yo, she bro broke it down in some really stark terms. She said, Mr. Span, you're 43 years old. Uh, how long do you want to be here? <laughs> right because i'm trying to make sure you're gonna be here for a long time i'm trying to make sure that you're gonna be here for your family i know your family depends on you and everything else i want to make sure that you're gonna still be here 
And um, when she put it in terms like that, you know, as much as I like the, you know, the Popeye's spicy eight piece with the red beans and rice and the mashed potatoes. And as much as I like the catfish and the French fries, as much as I like the five guys and shit like that, real talk, if I want to be here for any length of time, basically my diet is killing me. Right. And so for someone like myself who like I lost both of my, you know, both of my parents didn't necessarily have long lives. Like I said, my mother died at 37 years old. Uh, Floyd Taylor died at like, I want to say he might've made made it to, made it to 60, I think. Um, so yeah, man. Um, I had to make some changes, yo. I had to make some changes. And so, um, I say all of that to say, man, like, you know, oftentimes, man, you know, you get a lot of uh, like dietary advice from, you know, your family and shit. You get a lot of dietary advice or like medical advice from your friends and shit like that. Hey, man, listen, I've told you all this before and I'm going to tell you all this again. Um, your family and your friends, they got they, they, they mean well, but they don't necessarily know shit. <laughs> right. So 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 listen to your doctors, man. And I, I've said that when it came to the, the COVID vaccine and everything else, uh, I'm going to listen to my doctors. When it comes to what's going on with me health wise, man, and uh, it's not necessarily it hasn't been easy. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. I have slipped up a couple times, man, where it's like, yo, man, I really I know I'm not supposed to have this hamburger right now. But fuck, I ha- I'm going to have to punch my one, you know, my, my one to three tickets, man. Like real talk. I'm going to have to do it because it's hard. You know what I'm saying? And then folks be like, yeah, man, you just got to do it in moderation, man. You know, like, no, 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 nigga. They told me I need to get rid of this shit. They even put me on drugs, bro. I'm on Lipitor. I'm 43 years old. I'm on Lipitor to get my goddamn cholesterol down, nigga. nigga. So yeah, bro, I got, I got to, I got to do what I got to do, man. And, uh, you know, I feel as though my mother was like, boy, <laughs> if my mother was here, my mother would be like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. Take them goddamn pills and do what the hell your doctor told you to do. And that would be what it was. That would be what it was, right? So yeah, man. Um, we got that going on, man. Your man Span is uh trying to make some dietary changes. Real talk. And uh hopefully, man, some of y'all like kind of take heed to some of the things that my doctor told me. Uh, cause I know some of y'all probably were eating just as fucked up as I've been eating. And uh <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully y'all will make some you know some changes to that too, right? So like uh, yeah. We got some comments here in the chat, man. My man GS28 says, uh, yeah, negative on that, Chief. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, negative to that chief you to own, but like I pre- <laughs> all I know is I can't have the fried stuff, man. And I, I I I crave fried chicken. I swear to God I do. I swear to God I do. But yo, man. We got some things that have happened in the world, man, and we're going to kind of talk about some of these things that have happened in the world. So let me go ahead and pull up my pocket so we can figure out what the hell we're talking about. Now, um, first things first, we're going to talk about this here, man. So I know this is, has kind of been going on on social media the last couple of weeks. I haven't really said a whole hell of a lot about it, but it has to deal with the story of, uh, well, Carly Wilson, man. Oh, I'm sorry, not Carly Wilson. Carly Russell, man. Now, apparently Carly Russell was a young woman from Alabama who uh, went missing. Uh, she claimed that she saw a young a, a toddler on the side of the road and she went to give that toddler aid. And uh, she, you know, somehow came up missing as a result of it. Um, and one of the things I thought was, you know, 
I, I didn't say much about it because I wasn't really following the story a whole hell of a lot too, right? So let me just be honest with y'all on that front. I wasn't really following the story a whole hell of a lot, but then I started seeing memes pop up about um, memes of her slowly turning into Jesse Smollett, right? And one of the things I thought was uh, was interesting about this story was the fact that like you had folks within the community. I'm not even talking about white folks. I'm just talking about folks within the community who um, – who seem to um, take joy and to take uh, some level of in, like um, some level of it, like, like they take some level of enjoyment out of the fact that like here's some messy shit to like kind of drive up our content, drive up our engagement, drive up um, you know our ability to uh, talk down uh, on black women, right? Just kind of how I felt about it, because here's the deal, right? Um, there are certain people that when you see sharing a certain perspective, if you find yourself agreeing with them, you start second guessing yourself, right? Like if you find yourself in league with these motherfuckers, you'd be like, <sighs> I don't know. I might need to rethink my shit, right? And so one of the first people that I uh, I saw who was being very skeptical of the Carly Russell story was uh, Candace Owens. Now, of course, we know Candace Owens to be a grifter. We also know Candace Owens to be someone who is uh, very um, antagonistic towards the black community, despite the fact that Candace Owens is a black woman. Right. And so anytime you see someone like a Candace Owens getting behind a certain type of message, you'd be like, I don't know if I want to really be in league with her. Right. And also, like, even when with, with, with some of your friends, right, some of your friends are just like, yeah, man, this bitch is lying, man, this bitch is lying. And y'all going to apologize to me later, man, because this bitch is lying. It's like, yo, man, um, I, I want you I want some of y'all to really sit back and think about, like, the reason why so many people y'all said owe you an apology. The reason why so many people you think owe you an apology is because it's like it's it, it, it's you right it's you like the reason no one was really like really rocking with you on that was because of your let's just say uh your prior <laughs> your prior record can, can can really like color how people really respond to the things that you say and and, and whether or not they really want to rock with you on certain things and so uh i didn't say much about it because again like i wasn't following the story that tough but uh you know it was just it was kind of wild to kind of sit back and just kind of watch it unfold. Right. But unfortunately, Carly Russell, well, through her attorney has come out and she has admitted that uh, the entire thing was made up. God damn. Yeah. So I think we have video to this. Let me pull up. Let me see if I can pull this up and uh, show you guys here. Is there a video attached to this? Yes, there is. So I'm going to pull this up so you guys can watch right along with your man. Um, hold on just a second while I do that here. We're going to share this screen and we're going to move this shit over here because, yeah, we're going to move it over here. And I'm going to need them to do that. And then boom. And then boom. And all right. Let me add that to this screen here. There you go. And let's see what they're talking about here, man, because she just admitted to this is a fake. Uh, certainly the news that the police had had suggested could have been the case last week when they 
put forth a lot of information that raised questions about some of the claims that had been made by Carly Russell. But as we saw there, this is our first chance getting to hear from Carly Russell, at least through a statement made by local attorney Emery Anthony, saying that she admitted that this was made up, not just the kidnapping, but the abduction that she said led to her stopping on the side of the interstate. And she also asked for forgiveness from the public, a public that had become enthralled in this case, right? The details were so salacious. The idea of a child on the side of I-459 and that she'd been abducted trying to help a child, a good Samaritan. And as we now know, this case was made up. All of the details were. And, and this certainly is where it appeared to be heading, again, given what we had learned on Wednesday. The chief said that they had asked for a second interview. It appeared that for a moment that that was going to happen with counsel, local attorney Emery Anthony, but it did not. And then we were given, or rather police were given, the statement that they just read, uh, essentially blowing this whole thing up. A story that had gained national attention in this case. It should also point out, though, that now the question, of course, comes as to whether or not Carly Russell could face criminal charges for those fabricated claims. And you heard the chief mention that that is something that they are discussing now uh, with local authorities on that case. That will be something that will uh, revolve around a conversation with not just police, but with the district attorney's office about whether or not charges would be involved and the severity or significance of those charges. It's also worth pointing out there's been so much speculation in this case, but it Carly Russell's statement, she makes the claim that she acted alone. Her family has been front and center in so much of this, right, going on the Today Show, making public comments and then falling silent, uh, the entire family for that matter, after Wednesday's press conference. And now we are hearing from Carly Russell again saying that this was made up. Certainly uh, tough news, but it is a resolution in this case. Muriel and Brenda. All right. So, yeah, um, she made it up. It's unfortunate that she made it up, but I think there's a couple things that we need to, uh, a couple things we need to like kind of pump our brakes on, right? I see, I've seen so many people talk about how this is uh, a black eye on the black community. And now like, you know, this is indicative of, you know, how they don't pay attention to what's going on in our communities. And I, 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 I feel as though like when it comes to black folks, man, I don't, I feel like we have an undue burden, man. When we feel as though every instance of one black person um, acting out is indicative and in, like a reflection of all black people. I don't hold on to that. I don't, I, I don't have that. I don't have that, like that, that level of connection. <laughs> right. And I don't, I don't know if that's the correct way to, to, to articulate it, but I don't have that. Uh, I I just don't carry that with me. Like, I, if, if there's a certain segment of black folks who are acting a certain way, that has no reflection on me whatsoever. That ain't that don't have shit to do with me. I say that quite often, man. What they got going on over there don't have nothing to do with me, man. And I I don't I don't I I will never carry that on me, right? Um, the other part I think is this, man. And I I, I will go back into what I was talking about earlier. When you're in league with a certain, you know, type of folk, um, you know, the reason why folks aren't necessarily rocking with you is because of who you're in league with. And I saw a few folk who were talking about, man, y'all going to owe me an apology after this. It's like, well, first of all, man, like, why do you think that why, why would anybody owe you of all people an apology? Because you were initially skeptical. Right. Um, I think it says a lot about. Um, I think it says a lot about 
how people, unfortunately, a lot of brothers and, you know, folks on the conservative bent, I think it says a lot about how, you know, y- y'all operate in the sense of cynicism. And then when people are just like, yo, man, yeah, your cynicism isn't needed right now. The reason why they're not rocking with you is because like, yo, you've and in and, and so many other instances, you've just been the contrarian for contrary sake. And that's just whack, man. That's just whack. Nobody wants to be like like nobody nobody likes that shit. Nobody likes that shit. So the reason why people weren't really rocking with you is because of who you were in league with, and they don't want to be in league with you. Like, yo, I'm not really even if I do have questions, even if I do have questions, I don't know if I really want to be seen as being on the side of this nigga, right? So, like, Candace Owens could be out here saying that she'd be like, and because it's her, I don't know, man. I might want to stay away from that until some more details come up because I don't want to be in league with her or I don't want to be in league with him and some of these other motherfuckers who can't wait anytime something happens to a black person, like, trying to discredit or anything else, right? It's unfortunate. It's very, it's, it's very much so unfortunate that Carly Russell, for whatever reason, felt the need to fabricate a story about her, you know, coming up missing and everything else and duping so many people into looking for her and raising like, you know, I don't know who was responsible for the GoFundMes and the, all these fundraisers and everything else. But like people were genuinely concerned and wanted to see her come home and come home alive. And the fact that she came home alive, folks saw that as a blessing. But for you to dupe so many people is fucked up. Right. And I think that, you know, some some consequences should be meted out against Carly Russell because of what she did and the resources that she uh, she caused people to, you know, kind of expend because they were looking for her because they wanted her to get home safe. But at the same time, it's like, yo, man, like, yeah, you can want, you know, something you, you can want consequences for her for being, you know, kind of fraudulent about her shit. But also you be like, yo, man, some of you other motherfuckers was actually kind of rooting for some shit to be like nefarious about that which is i don't know it's, it's, it's something about the social media aspect of this too right because we we all are looking for uh the engagement and i think that's what a lot of this was about man for a lot of folks it's about the engagement for so many folks man like they just want eyeballs on them if they can if they can glean some eyeballs onto them off of this shit right here then damn it they will say and do whatever to get those eyeballs on, on them in this moment man so yeah it, it was unfortunate um it's, um it's it still is unfortunate for what uh young you know carly russell did like no i i don't why why anybody would do that i have no idea i i am slow i am very slow to just start you know assigning uh mental illness to anybody i'm not a psychiatrist i'm not a psychologist i'm not any of that shit i'm very slow to attribute that to anybody man because I know a lot of folks will rush to say, oh, it was, she's got to have something mentally going on. Like, we don't know that, man. And truthfully speaking, a lot of y'all were just out here just speculating on a whole hell of a lot of shit. However, however, I hate that um, what she did was, um, hold on a second. Somebody's in the in the chat. What's this here? Okay, hide the great. What resources? The one time they supposedly use resources. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But it's like it's, it's like I, and yo, wait a second. I know this guy, man. Hey, man, 
Axiom Amnesia, man. Check them out. Check them out on YouTube, man. Real talk. I, I, like, I know this, this dude look familiar. Hype from Axiom Amnesia, man. I really fuck with y'all channel, man. Real talk. Great great to have you here, brother. But you said, what resources? But yeah, it's one of those things, man. It's like, yo, I, I like for, pe- for people to like to use, like to kind of get, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Like for people to kind of get in um, and to use, uh, like like to, to to get all these resources, like to to look for her. And the one time we're like, yo, we're like, yo, the biggest thing has been, the biggest thing has been that we don't get the response that we should get normally when there's someone of color missing. And I think that's part of the reason why so many people are upset is that we don't necessarily get that attention. Now we don't necessarily get the resources meted out to search for these folks. And then when they do, you know, it's like kind of haphazard, it's kind of lackadaisical. And now we, you know, this person shows up either, you know, if they, if we do find them, they're, they're dead or they just never find them at all. And so I think that's part of the reason that that's, that's, that has a lot to do with why there's such a backlash against uh, Carly Russell in this moment. However, however, we cannot allow this one particular moment to stop us and to stop us from demanding, right? Stop us from demanding that they continue to look for missing black and brown girls and boys when they go missing, right? We cannot allow this to derail us from that. And oftentimes I feel as though we start like, you know, we, we start talking about, you know, well, this was a hoax and we start using things like Jesse Smollett and things. Well, well what about this? Like, nah, man, we, we can't do that. We have no room in the, we, we have no room for error for shit like that. We can't keep joking about these things in that way. And so, um, yeah, man, I think it's, it's fucked up what she did. It's fucked up what she did. But however, however, um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't have anything outside of that. I think it's fucked up what she did. <laughs> I think it's fucked up, and um, you know, I I do think that she should have some 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 consequences. Now, what those consequences should be, I don't know. She's a black woman. It's in the South, so as much as we talking about, we want some consequences meted out. She's still a black woman in the South, so be careful what you ask for with that, right? Just be careful what you ask for with that. So we got that going on, right? Now, another story that has kind of been going on since the last time I hit this young microphone, man. Let me see what I got here. Let's 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 go into the old pocket here. Uh, oh shit, yeah, man, Florida, 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 Florida. Whew! I feel like every time we get on this mic, I get on this mic, man. Florida like finds a new way to show its ass, <laughs> right? Every time, man. So apparently, like, uh, you know, like Florida has been ground zero for the war against woke, right? Like they use woke, like you know, people change their draws, man. Like if they could throw woke, it's like, uh, like what's that damn red hot hot sauce? Like I put that shit on everything. That's what. That's how Republicans treat the word woke down in Florida, man. So, um, apparently, the uh, the Department of Education in Florida has come up with some new guidelines for the uh, the African American history curriculum in the state. And these motherfuckers have the unmitigated gall, the audacity to suggest that some black people actually benefited from slavery. I'll be a monkey's bare-assed uncle. Yeah, man. So we get this story here. This comes out of the Washington Post. I'm going to read this here. It says, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is intensifying his efforts to de-emphasize racism in his state's public school curriculum by arguing that some black people benefited from being enslaved and defending his state's new African-American history standards that civil rights leaders and scholars say misrepresent centuries of U.S. reality. Uh, they're probably going to show that some folks that eventually parlay, you know, 
being a blacksmith into doing things later in life, DeSantis said on Friday in response to reporters' questions while standing in front of a nearly all-white crowd of supporters. Because, of course. Uh, DeSantis, a GOP presidential candidate who is lagging in the polls against the frontrunner, former President Donald Trump, and is trying to reset his campaign, quickly drew criticism from educators and even some in his party. He has built his campaign for the Republican presidential nomination on attacking what he calls the radical liberal policies of President Biden and the Democratic Party. But the latest remarks could alienate black voters just as the GOP tries to court them. I'm going to just tell you all this right now, man. I got a little bit more faith in my people, right? Um, I know we got some. I know we have some that, uh, that, that, that would probably be cool with this. It ain't a lot of us, though. It ain't. And I'm not falling for that. Uh, it says former U.S. Representative Will Hurd of Texas, who announced last month that he was joining the race for the GOP nomination, blasted the idea that enslaved people were able to use slavery as some kind of training program. Slavery wasn't a jobs program that taught beneficial skills, Hurd said, uh, the son of a black father and a white mother. It was literally dehumanizing and subjugating people as property because they lacked any rights or freedoms. Now, um, again, you know, I, I've talked uh, at, I've talked at length on this show here Um about the fact that, you know, the the emphasis on what we teach in schools and like the conservative bent on what is taught in schools is largely an extension of a, a prior uh, effort that was uh, launched by the United Daughters of the Confederacy years ago. Right. Uh, the United Daughters of the Confederacy were women who erected a lot of the Confederate uh, monuments that people are talking about. You can't tear down our history. Like a lot of that shit was only built within the, it was built in the 1900s. It wasn't something that like, yo, it was always here. Like, no, these things were put in place uh, well after slavery. It was uh, a way for uh, the women in, you know, the South or already yet the wives and the daughters of Confederate soldiers and the granddaughters and like to, to essentially make their men feel what's the word here that I'm looking for feel venerated right to not feel like the losers they fucking were when they lost that goddamn war <laughs> when they lost the civil war this is a way for them to feel as though hey man we were what we were fighting for was great and what we were fighting for was just and the lost causes uh, it, it, it has educated so many people so many white folks in the south and like the, the the current iteration of this is the Moms for Liberty, right? And you see Moms for Liberty chapters opening up all across the country. They're banning books. They're uh they they are trying. They're challenging curriculums all across the country, man. And they are trying to uh, inject a certain level of not only anti-history but also just trying to whitewash the history that are, that that is already being taught. Right. It's an extension of what the United Daughters of the Confederacy used to do. And so, um, you know, they have essentially become and this is within a, a, a very short period of time. The United Daughters of the Confederacy have become a very influential block in the in the Republican Party. They they shit. They not they've elected governors. They've elected senators. They've elected school board members. They've elected mayors. They've elected a lot of folk, man, who who like really kind of uh, glom on to their uh, to their rhetoric. And so, what we're seeing in Florida right now is just yet another culmination of 
the work that the United Daughters of the Confederacy slash Moms for Liberty have been pushing for the past couple years. And like you got to think about this, man, like, you know, white folks, man, to some degree have been. um, They've been scared. (laughs) right and they've been scared for a number of reasons right like you got a you got a a conservative been a white folks who like when when after george floyd was killed and uh you saw so many it wasn't just black people who were out in the streets man like you know demonstrating on behalf of black lives matter or 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 just any of the other organizations who were fighting on behalf of black lives it was a lot of white kids out there who was like yeah this shit's wrong man this shit's wrong and it shouldn't be happening you got a lot of white folks who were shook by that, that their young kids were like, yo, they were being influenced by the fact that like, yo, um, I don't think that's right. What's happening to black people and we shouldn't do this to black people. And like this here is yet another black. This is a, a, a backlash to that. Right. So because they, they don't want their kids learning that grandma might have been racist. Like you start seeing pictures of, you know, the integration of, uh, you know, the Little Rock Nine, you know, when they were uh, integrating Central High School in, in Little Rock, Arkansas. Or uh, you look at old videos of uh, George Wallace standing in the, the doors, uh, the schools, the schoolhouse doors of the University of Alabama before uh, the federal government uh, was enforcing uh, uh, desegregation of the University of Alabama. Yo, some of those folks, grandparents, Parents were alive and there at that time, right? They don't want their kids to know that they was on some bullshit, man. <laughs> they don't want to, they 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 would love for them to not know any of that. Like, grandma, why is, is there a picture of you in this history book spitting on this young black lady? Why are you doing that, grandma? They don't want their kids to know that shit. So there's a conscious effort to keep their kids from learning what actually happened. Because if they learn what actually happened, we learn from it and we don't repeat it. Well, damn it, they don't want them. They, they kind of want to go back to those times, right? But in order for them to go back to those times, they got to like, yeah, man, so we get, they got to massage it for their kids. We can't have our kids feeling bad for this because, damn it, when we get back to it, they got to be they gotta be with the shit, <laughs> right? They got to be with the shit. So, yeah, man, um, the fact that, like, florida is doing this and it's ron desantis too like come on man nobody's surprised that ron desantis is on this as a matter of fact i could i could distinctly remember there was a candidate for governor in the state of florida a few years back man and he had a very 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 astute (laughs) astute observation of ron desantis and he tried to tell motherfuckers man he really did try to tell people man let me go ahead pull it i'm gonna pull my mans up man because he tried to tell y'all he really did and um i i really don't think enough people paid attention i don't think they did so let's see what andrew gillum had to say about ron desantis years ago my grandmother used to say a hit dog will holler uh and it hollered uh through this room Mr. DeSantis has spoken. Uh, hey, first of all, he's got neo-Nazis helping him out in the state. Uh, he has spoken at racist conferences. He's accepted a contribution and would not return it from someone who referred to the former president of the United States as a Muslim N-I-G-G-E-R. Uh, when asked to return that money, he said no. He's using that money to now fund negative ads. Now, I'm not calling Mr. DeSantis a racist. I'm simply saying the racists believe he's a racist. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah, Andrew. Uh oh, let me put myself back on screen. But yeah, Andrew Gillum, 
tried to tell y'all years ago. And I guess people didn't believe him. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, Florida. It's Florida. And it's Florida. It's, it's doing this Florida thing. Well, we got that going on. Now, another story that we got here uh, that's been going on in the last couple of weeks, man. Um, okay, where's my pocket? I got a lot of oh, I got a lot of tabs open right now. Let me close. Let me stop sharing this and let me close this. But uh, yeah. So another story that we got here is um, so apparently there is a um, there's a battle going on between uh, cisgendered women and trans women right and it's latest iteration in in social media fighting has uh just hilarious as one of the like main proponents in this fight right so um you know what before i i'm before i even say anything i'm gonna just go ahead and pull this up and let's let's see what just hilarious actually had to say about this before i say anything wait nope this isn't this isn't the clip i'm gonna save that though this isn't the one um let's see is there a video to this okay so this video is seven minutes long i'm not gonna play seven minutes of this video but let's see what they're talking about on here uh let me pull this up so you guys can see right along with your boy though uh let's do this here this and this take that down and this it's a lot going on over here i'm sorry guys and yeah so let, let's see what they uh let's see what they talking about here on the ricky smiley morning show too many tabs man <laughs> morning show now gary uh uh brought up a subject uh uh when he did the tea and the clue today and the subject was so heavy we tried to move on to another subject but we kept personally having a debate in the studio about this and this seemed more interesting than the other topic so we can do the other topic tomorrow about marriage now gary what sparked this conversation okay what sparked was comedian jess hilarious now they say that she went viral because she was defending real women saying that okay hold up i think i found another video to show as as opposed to this one i think this is the one so let me see if i can pull this up see what the hell she's talking about do y'all have the video or no okay so yeah this is, oh, so here's the deal. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're, I'm going to close this window and I'm going to do this here. Let's take this down and I'm going to pull this, this tab here up so that we can, um, yeah, let's do this. Um, yeah, this is the one. So apparently this is what Jess Hilarious was actually responding to when she made her comments. So let's get some let's let's get the context right. So this is what we're gonna do. Gonna add that to the scene here. Boom, boom. Let's see what you. This is what I mean when the transphobia just comes out, the audacity and just the 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 arrogance for cis women to believe that they own periods, that they own womanhood. You don't. Okay, you don't own periods, you don't own womanhood. You experience both, and both are different for every person, but as a cis woman, it doesn't belong to you, so you can't gatekeep it. Like, hello? All right, so yeah, this is what 
just hilarious was responding to. Apparently, there was a video of Jess, and let's see what Jess is saying. I mean, when the transphobia just comes out, the audacity and just the 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 arrogance for cis women to believe that they own periods, that they own womanhood, you don't. Okay, you don't own periods, you don't own womanhood. You experience both, and both are different for every person, but as a cis woman, it doesn't belong to you, so you can't gatekeep it. Like, hello? Hello. Who the fuck is gonna stand up for us? <laughs> Who the fuck stands up for us? And us, I mean women, real women, biological women, women who were born with all the parts that you guys wish that you were. Um, when does the delusion stop? What is the difference between um, you and someone who has been um, diagnosed to be mentally insane? What's the, the only difference is you don't have a straight jacket on. Stop talking out your fucking ass. Wake up. How are you projecting your anger on real women? Because we are the gatekeepers. We are the gatekeepers for periods. We the only one that fucking bleed, honey. We the only ones that can give birth. We make y'all people. We make y'all. Y'all come from us. You can't be us. You will never. You're chasing something you'll never, ever get. You'll never be that. Like. Hello. Okay. So, um, here's the deal, especially for like your boy. I'm not a woman, so I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I don't know what the hierarchy is when it comes to being a woman. I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know any of that. I'm. I'm going to speak on this as carefully as I can. With the knowledge that, you know, the, the little bit of knowledge that I do have. And um, I'm also going to just try to um, try to expand a little bit. Okay, so give your boy Span some room to work. <laughs> Hopefully y'all give your man Span some room to work. Um, for first things first, I thought it was interesting that Just was uh, so bothered by the comments of the trans woman I, i'm not sure who that woman's name is so i'm not going to uh I, I i didn't see what their name was but i thought it was you know like the idea that who's going to stand up for women who's going to stand up for us um and honestly like in 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 listening to her say that i'm I'm wondering like yo just like i'm wondering and you know help me guys if i if i'm out of line here but I'm wondering how one person's expression of womanhood somehow affects your expression of womanhood. Right? Like if there, there are some, there are some black people who are, you know, they have a totally different idea of what it means to be black than I do of what it means to be black. However, their idea of what it means to be black does not negate my black experience. Right? And so I, might not necessarily agree with this other person and their idea of what it means to be black. However, I can't there. I can't like negate their experience any more than they can negate mine on what it means to be black. Right. Um, so, so, so this is where like, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to like, you know, like these constructs, I'm just trying to make these parallels here. I can't discount their experience. No more than they can discount mine. 
right? Now, the other part about this was, you know, Jess was talking about like, yo, yo we birth y'all, you know, we, we have babies and things like that. And um, th- here's the deal. There are trans men who also still have periods, who also still have the ability to get pregnant, who also still get cramps and things like that because they haven't had the surgeries, you know, to fully transition into, you know, being a man, right? So they also have these experiences that you say that, you know, is just, you know, monopolized by what it is to be a woman, right? Now, one of the things that, um, one of the things that I think is uh, is interesting is that I feel as though this is one of those sort of Trojan horse type of uh, arguments, right? Where And the reason why I say it's a Trojan horse type of argument is because I feel as though the trans community is already minuscule as is, right? And I think oftentimes because we are so in constant these social media echo chambers and these social media bubbles and we are so online all the time that we oftentimes conflate how big an issue really is in comparison to what it's really like in the real world. Right. How often are you talking to these types of people in your in your daily life outside of being online? How often are you running into these types of folks? outside of your interactions with people in your like how often are you running into these people right and because we are online so much we oftentimes we just like kind of extrapolate our online experience with what's going on in the world and oftentimes like yo, you 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 talk to somebody who ain't really online a whole lot and they be like nigga what the hell are you talking about they have no fucking clue what it is you're talking about and you're like, man, how you ain't up on this? And like, nigga, because I, I ain't on Facebook, nigga. I ain't on Twitter. Fuck that shit. <laughs> right? So, like, I think it's one of those things is like, it's, it's a conversation that is happening online, but it's not necessarily happening in the grand scheme of the world, right? And oftentimes, I also, and part of the other reason why I also think that this is sort of one of those Trojan horse type of arguments is that, like, this is yet another type of way to kind of chip away, like, especially, like, in, if we're talking political. If we're talking political, this is a way for conservatives to have marginalized groups sniping at each other while they take rights away from all of us. Right. They can have us fighting amongst what they can have, you know, trans women and and, and women fighting on what it means to be a, a woman. They can have uh, black folks uh, you know, arguing with uh, other black folks of the diaspora saying like, well, you guys didn't come from uh, America. You guys come from the Caribbean. Therefore, y'all not really y'all not Adolfs. So y'all don't y'all we, we, we want to get our reparations, but y'all don't get any of this because y'all y'all come from the Caribbean. Y'all didn't come from Louisiana, some shit like that. Meanwhile, we fighting over this little shit here. We fight over. We got these little arguments going on. Meanwhile, they taking rights away from all of us. Right. They're taking rights away from all of us. Hold on, we got some uh, we got some comments here in the chat room. Here's uh, Yano says, "This is getting so tired. It's misogyny in sheep's clothing. Both sides know the science and the constructs. Why are we arguing?" 
And I'm glad you brought that up, sister. I'm glad you brought that up. And we're going to talk a little bit about the science. We're going to talk a little bit about, about, about the science. Also, um, Height says, uh, he says, uh, all while spewing right wing, whatever, like who's going to speak up for us? Man, listen, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it, right? Because, uh, like, this is one of the reasons. I, I, I made a post on Facebook the other day, and it, like, it, it crystallized so much for me. And this is something that I had saw some years back, but it crystallized so much for me when I started seeing how these, how these discussions were being had on social media and everything else, right? So, like, yo, we're going we gonna to get to all of that, man, real talk. We're going to get to all of that. Now, um, so they're taking all these rights away from us, and they got us fighting over these things. They got get, get these little mini scraps going on within the community while they're taking rights away from all of us. They don't even want our history taught in the schools. They're talking about, like, yo, uh, women's sports are under attack. Meanwhile, they don't even want to fund women's sports half the time. They don't give a fuck about women's sports. How I, If you ask anybody... If they know a trans athlete without Googling the trans athlete's name, they couldn't give you a fucking name at all. They don't. It's 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 happening so it's happening so it's not it's barely happening, right? The the um, the instances of it happening is so small that you can't even name one person without Googling the shit, right? But they extrapolate this and they want to make this like it's such a, a big deal. And we're having these conversations online, right? Because everybody's having these. Infre- there we go. Appreciate you, hype. <laughs> it's happening so infrequently, but like it, we're having these conversations online, and we're extrapolating that into our real lives. And we're like, yo, in real life, this shit ain't happening as much as we think it is. But we're so we, everybody's so tied in, and everybody's got their bubbles. Everybody's got their, you know, the like, you know, the the, the communities that they kind of latch onto, and, and and the talking points that they kind of want to latch onto, right? So you got that going on. Now, one of the things that like always kind of come up when it comes to this transgender or, or or what it means to be trans, what it means to be cis, and everything else, right? Because I've seen folks talk about like, yeah, man, uh, like even Elon Musk on what is now I guess X dot com instead of Twitter. I don't know what the fuck he's doing with that. But um, even Elon Musk is scanned like, yo, if you use cisgendered on Twitter, that like he's going to consider that a slur against, you know, and like, you know, so you can't use the term on on on, on that platform. And you got people saying, well, I'm not cisgendered. I'm just gendered. Like, hey, bro, it's just a term. It's not that deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why suddenly so many of y'all are so attached to these like these ideas that you weren't attached to before. But because, you know, whatever political ideology you might, you know, kind of latch on to, suddenly these terms are now toxic to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just another way of identifying who the fuck you are. Right. I don't I, it's not that deep. It really isn't that deep. But um, so you've got people talking about, yeah, uh, women are now being forced to be called a birthing person. It's like, no, nobody's actually forced you to do any of that. You can still be a woman. Right. Like. Nobody's told you I, how how often have you had anybody confront you and say, you're not a woman. You're a birthing person. Not never. Not never. Right. This is a construct that has been con- <laughs> this is a construct that has been mostly created <laughs> all on like social media as a way to get people engaged politically in ways that could or could not affect them negatively. Right. So. 
we go back to the science, right? We go back to the science. And this is something that I said a few episodes ago, and I'm going to reiterate this, right? The science doesn't stop evolving because you stop learning, right? The science does not stop evolving because you stop learning. Your, your, like your line of thinking will make you obsolete, right? Just your line of thinking will make you obsolete. It's not, it's not people. It's not anything being imposed upon you. It's your line of thinking. If you refuse to stop learning new things, then you will be stuck. You will be left behind. You will be left behind, right? And the reason I say they're like off, like here's, here's the other part, right? Science has been used oftentimes to rationalize and legitimize bigotries and biases from time immemorial, right? I mean, even when we were slaves, when, when black folks were slaves, white folks tried to legitimize the reason why they were treating us the way that they were treating us scientifically, right? They tried to legitimize that shit via science or at least tried to give scientific names to the reasons why they were treating us the way that they were treating us. The whole idea of slaves not wanting to actually be slaves was called drapedemonia. And so if a, if a slave decided that they were going to run away, they said this motherfucker would suffer from drapedemonia, <laughs> right? Drapedemonia. So like, yo, he's suffering from something. How dare this motherfucker not want to be under my whip and lash, right? Something's got to be wrong with him. You think about how often medical experiments were done on slaves without anesthesia because white folks at the time had told themselves that scientifically black people were impervious to pain, right? Were impervious to pain. That the study of gynecology, a lot of the tools that are like kind of used even now in, 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 in medical practices for gynecology were developed while experimenting on slave women with no anesthesia. Because, of course, they didn't think that we suffered pain. Right? Think about how all the, uh, the, the, the experiments that they did on black people for, like, dentistry and all these other things, right? You think about the junk science of phrenology. You think about the junk science of... Uh, 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 um, uh, uh, well, not even the junk science. I wouldn't even call it junk science but the father of anthropology and how anthropology even began the study of what it means to be the study of man. Right. And one of the things that like really kind of made me like reevaluate, like when we start talking, like, especially in instances of these sort of sort of social constructs of what it means to be a man, what it means to be black, what it means to be eight, all these, all these things that we kind of separate ourselves with. There was a video that I saw some years ago. Uh, it was by uh, Dr. Joy DeGroy. And Dr. Joy DeGroy is uh, the woman who came up with the idea of post-traumatic slavery syndrome, right? And I watched the presentation that she gave. I want to say this was probably about six or seven years ago. And I watched the presentation that she gave about how science was used to justify how we were treated as human beings back then, right? 
And I feel as though in many ways we still practice this same level of using science to further marginalize already marginalized groups today. So I'm going to pull this video up because I, I, I already got a cue, but I'm going to pull this up. Let me uh, let me take this down, though. And let's uh, let's exit that. I'm going to show you guys this here. I already. Yeah, I got it already queued up where I needed to be. So let's uh, let's listen to Dr. Joy DeGroy as she's as she talks about this concept. Right. Here we go. That makes you sick. How many people here are in mental health do specific have done direct mental health treatment with folks? If you're not into, you know that the secrets make us sick, yes? Isn't it the secrets that cause people the pathology? Right? How long have white people had to hold this secret? How long and how many generations had to stop and pretend grandpa didn't do what he did? That the wealth we enjoy was not on the backs of some of these little girls. Think about how long one had to keep that secret. And the only thing you can do is either pathologize the other, it's all their fault, because it certainly wasn't great granddad. Look how well he dresses. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this, when I say that this pathology goes hand in hand, I kid you not. Then you have science. And whenever we are in a process of trying to legitimize things, it's so amazing. You know, people always say this to me, even black people, when they hear about post-traumatic. Because you know it's not correct unless you can count it and measure it, right? Science is the, the final. It is the number one. If you can say it's scientific, then you basically trump everything else, right? Science determines reality. So if we can scientifically assert a thing to be true, then in fact it is true because it's scientifically proven. It's a scientific fact. Matter of fact, that's what people will tell you when you when you try to say to them, I don't know if I agree with you. You know, it's scientific. It's a scientific fact, what I'm saying here, right? Which somehow makes it what? True. And it's also in a book. Now, let's do the math. It's in a book, and it's scientifically proven. Did anybody here realize that recently we lost a planet? Anybody know what planet we lost? How do you lose a planet? You know, I, was, I became fond of the little picture with the, we lost a planet. We didn't lose a planet. You know what it means? Science was wrong. Now, have they ever said, you know, we were wrong about that planet thing? No. It's called a paradigm shift. So let's go to science. And I think it's important that we do. So we then, again, we go to someone named Carl von Linnaeus. Now, Carl von Linnaeus becomes an important character in this whole conspiracy of silence and legitimacy and removing the dissonance. Carl von Linnaeus developed a system based on a criterion of skin color and laid the basis for 19th century racial classification. Linnaeus properly began the science of anthropology. So here we have the father of anthropology. Although color classification of races dated back to the ancient Egyptians, anthropologists refer to Linnaeus's Systema Natura of 1735 as the first modern study of man. While Linnaeus advanced classification with his use of a color criterion, he also fixed on his four families of man certain moral and intellectual peculiarities that continued into the 19th century anthropological vocabulary. He described Homo Americanus. Who might that be? That would be Native American. 
American Indians. Homo Americanus, and what did he say about them? He said they were reddish, choleric, obstinate, contented, and regulated by custom. Homo Europaeus, as white, fickle, sanguine, blue-eyed, gentle, and governed by laws. Well, not gentle. <laughs> not Homo gentle. Asiaticus, that'd be Asians, as sallow, grave, dignified, avaricious, and ruled by opinions. And Homo Affer, as black, phlegmatic, cunning, lazy, lustful, careless, and governed by caprice. These insights into what Linnaeus defined as racial character, personality traits, behavior, intelligence, language, and a host of other related categories were transmitted into subsequent attempts at a science of classification and became more fixed than the races themselves. Not a shred of science here. And I think about that. I think about that when we start talking about what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what it means to be cisgender, what it means to be trans and everything else, right? And oftentimes, well, not even oftentimes, here's the deal. Scientific breakthroughs happen all the time. And y'all know how scientific breakthroughs have happen? It's because the previous premise or the previous uh, hypothesis of what is true is being challenged. And then through further study, we find out that what we've previously thought to be true isn't necessarily, and now we have a new hypothesis, right? We, after we further study this some more, we come into some new information, we figure out like, oh shit, what we thought was true isn't necessarily true because now we have some more information. Now we've got a new scientific breakthrough because we've challenged what we already knew to be true, right? And so when it comes to this idea of what it means to be trans, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman and everything else, oftentimes what we are finding ourselves running up against is our own comfort level, is our own unwillingness to learn more, to break through what we already know. So, as we go through these things, man, as we go through this idea of what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman and everything else, what it means to be trans and all these other things, I am smart enough to know what I don't fucking know, right? I am smart enough to know what I do not know. However, I know a couple things. One, every day presents you with an opportunity to be a better person than you were yesterday. And two, it doesn't cost you a goddamn thing to be kind to people doesn't cost you nothing and i see oftentimes these arguments popping up on social media to i see these arguments popping up oftentimes on social media and it's a thing of a competition we like we're in we're competing for rights when it's like hey man the, the these rights aren't necessarily a zero-sum game Right. Like even the idea of, say, for instance, uh, same sex marriage, like, yo, you don't agree with same sex marriage. Fine, motherfucker. Don't get married to somebody who's the same sex as you. But a same sex marriage has no bearing on what me and my wife mean to one another. 
So why am I stopping them from doing what they want to do? You don't believe in abortion? Fine, don't have one. Don't have an abortion. You don't believe in that. But that family is dealing with a totally different set of circumstances that might not necessarily make it feasible for them to have a child right now. Why are you imposing your beliefs on them? Cost you nothing to be kind, man. Nothing. And every day presents us with another opportunity to be better than we were yesterday. Every day. So when I see someone like a Jess Hilarious getting up and talking about like, yo, who's defending us? I mean, I, I, I if, if you listen to a whole bunch of dudes, man, like, yo, Span defends women quite often. As a matter of fact, I've been called a simp quite a few times because, like, yeah, I, I, I kind of push back on the status quo on what it means to even be a man, right? And how sometimes being a man is toxic towards the people within our own family group and how we sometimes can be overbearing and how we can sometimes not listen and how we can sometimes um, not be conducive to our family unit because of what we idealize manhood to be. Right. So the other part about this, and this is just like the nature that comes with like social media and everything else. Oftentimes, the loudest people are also the most ignorant, too. <laughs> right? They tend to get the most attention. Oftentimes, that's what's happening. Like, the loudest folks, man, oftentimes, like, the also, they, they are the, the ones who don't know shit, but they got the most attention and they got the loudest voices. Which is why, although I think Jess Hilarious as a comedian can be funny, but I'm not going to Jess Hilarious for no damn social commentary. I'm just not. That's not who I'm, I'm. I'm not hanging my hat on her. You know, so um, yeah, man, it's 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 a weird. It's a it's a it's a a multi layered thing. Um, wait, hold on a second. Let's 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 see what's going on here. Height says something. Uh, he says, uh, you know about Jess Hilarious and the plane incident? I do not. I do not. I'm sure somebody's going to educate me on. Uh, well, well, let's see. Let's let, let's see what let's see what the Google's got for you, boy. Let's let me see if I can pull that up. Hold on, just a second. Let's see. Just hilarious airplane video. Okay, let's see. Um, That's on TikTok. Let's see. This age terribly. Just hilarious apology. That's 22 minutes long. I'm not playing that shit. Uh, okay, so let's see if I can pull this. All right, I'm going to pull this up here. Hi, appreciate you. Um, let me see if I can pull this up so you guys can watch right along. Let's see what they're talking about when it comes to. Oh, sorry, Dr. George Rory. Got to get rid of you on this one. And we're going to do this one. Nope, not that one. Jesus Christ, man. Got too many things going on. Let's see. Um, okay, so that is Facebook. That is Facebook. Okay. So let's do. All right. Okay. Let's do that. I'm going to add that to the scene here. All right. Let's see what the 
Let's see what they're talking about with Jess Hilarious. This is only three minutes, 21 seconds. Let's see what's happening. Look at my sweet Look at my Is this it? Oh, come on, Comcast. Don't do me like this right now. I put it out earlier. And we got evacuated from our plane. We we were on the plane. We were on the plane for like an hour, and um, did not get to pull off. Um, everybody was coming at me. Oh, you, you fucked up. You, you, because I pointed out four different people that I saw on the plane earlier. So when we had to evacuate with no reason at all, nobody said anything. We just had to evacuate. And I don't see the same four people that I've seen before. Apologize. That's what y'all need to do. Stop being so scared. Because that's one thing I'm not. I'm not scared of y'all. I'm not scared of nobody. And I got the do-rag on because my waves are spinning. But don't play with me. Don't play with me. If I'm scared, I'm scared. y'all. how y'all feel. Y'all mad at me because I don't side with every other person. Because I don't side with every other I feel how I feel. I felt threatened, and that was it. And I'm not flying there. We were evacuated. Why? Why? With no reason explained at all. No technical difficulties or nothing. Y'all gonna listen to Just with the Mess one day. Because <laughs> my news is real. So, how ironic is it that we boarded the same plane? And I don't see those people. Hmm. Yeah, we're fully boarded. Yeah. I'm just for the mess. <laughs> and my news be real. Tune in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to just hilarious for my social commentary. I'm just not. And I would hope that like so many of y'all wouldn't hang y'all hats on just hilarious for the social commentary. If y'all go to just hilarious for the comedy. By all means, man, more power to y'all. But when it comes to the social commentary, I'm sorry. I'm just not rocking with that. And so, um, you know, like the awkward thing about this is, like I said, I'm not a woman, right? Because all this like kind of stems from our conversation on what it means to be a woman and who's standing up for women and everything else. And my I'm on some like, yo, man, like I don't know who's taking womanhood away from you. I don't know who's taking womanhood away. I don't even know if trans women are taking womanhood, like womanhood away from women. I don't know anybody who's had their womanhood taken away by a trans person. I just don't. And I I, I think the vast majority of you don't know anybody else who's had their womanhood taken away from them by another trans person, right? So I, I it's one of those things where I'm like, yo, man, I feel as though this is a social media thing and we're extrapolating this over into real life. And we don't have many instances of this in real life, and we're, you know, we're bringing a motherfucking bazooka to kill a to, to kill an anthill. 
is not that is is not going on like that, you know, and um, yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I I'm sorry, man. Like sometimes sometimes I just I'd be like, yo, man, like, is it is it my place to speak on this, right? Especially for things like this, is it my place to speak on this? But I got some thoughts, man. I got some thoughts, and so uh, I hopefully like I've. I've been able to express these thoughts respectfully enough for everybody. And I, I hope I didn't offend anybody in the way I expressed it. But if I did, I'm sure y'all would let me know. Right. Because I've given you guys ways to get in touch with me here at the Span Report podcast. This ain't the Span Report no more. My bad. <laughs> it's Mr. Span official, but I've given you guys plenty of ways to get in touch with me to let me know what you guys thinking about a lot of these things. Right. Um, yo, I've gone on a lot longer than I thought I would tonight. I really did. Um, but it's, it's about time for me to get on up out of here. Cause yo, I got to go to work tomorrow, man. I got to go out here and make the bacon. Oh, can't even have bacon no more. I got to make the donuts. I can't have donuts no more. I got to make the egg white omelets tomorrow. <laughs> I got to make the egg white omelets tomorrow, man. Real talk. But, uh, before I get on up out of here, of course, I got to remind you guys how to get in touch with us over here at the Mr. Span official podcast. Let your voice be heard, man. Go ahead and hit me up at that hotline at area code 313-288-0485. That's area code 313-288-0485. Leave those voicemails, messages. Those voicemails will get played here live on the show and responded to in kind. You can also email us here at feedback at thespanreport.com. That's feedback at thespanreport.com. Go ahead and uh, leave us those emails. And, of course, those emails will get right here, replied to here live as well. Follow me on Spill, Threads, Twitter, uh, spoutable, all these other Twitter alternatives and whatnot. Your man Span is still the same everywhere. Mr. Underscore Span. Go ahead, follow me there. Chop it up with your man Span throughout the week. Also, on on Facebook, there's the fan page. Go ahead and like the fan page, man. You'll, you'll get alerted to when we get live here on the show. Uh, iTunes and our Stitcher Radio. Five-star reviews on all those platforms. We really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that. Doesn't cost you a dime, just a couple minutes of your time to let everybody know why you're rocking with us over here at the Mr. Span Official Podcast and the Span Report Podcast Network specifically. And also, uh, our YouTube channel, man. I don't really highlight the YouTube channel as much as I really should, man. But, yo, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Span Report on YouTube. And, yo, man, when we go live, you'll know it. And, uh you know, you can comment in the show. We'll, we'll highlight those comments on the show, man. We'll reply to a lot of those comments later on. You know, when you guys reply to these as videos, we'll reply to those later on on, on, on a later on, on a later episode, right? So we really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that, man. We really do. It, it helps uh, tremendously to get you guys' feedback on what it is we're talking about and to, to, to have this conversation because it can't just always be me talking, right? Uh, but also, man, um, before I get up out of here, like I said, Today would have been my mother's 63rd birthday. And more than anything, I just hope that as I sit here now and today, I hope that my mother is as proud of me uh, now as she was when before she passed away because she made sure to let me know how she felt. And I hope, I hope that I am... Um, I hope I'm doing her justice by being the man that I am today. Um, I love you, mama. And I think about you all the time, all the time. If you see Spam and the 37, 
If you see the 37, you know that's for her. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm going to get on up out of here. I will talk to you guys again soon. But until next time, family, peace.